Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Disclaimer. If you recognize yourself or think we may have had a great love story in my head without you being aware of it, don't worry. I mostly have great memories of those. You almost always treated me right. And for the time you made me cry because you flirted with other girls in front of me, I forgive you. You didn't know. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I was supposed to say, all characters appearing in this work are fictitious, and the resemblance to real person, living or dead, is pretty coincidental. Except if I actually say your name or give you a phone number, then you can safely assume I'm talking about you, Joey Capello too. But let us start by talking about him. I have absolutely no news from Ben. I texted him before his birthday, something simple to take the temperature, you know, like I love you, why won't you love me back? What? Just kidding. I sent, hope your crazy week is going well. Are you surviving? Question mark. No news. So on his birthday, I wrote something mundane on his wall, like Happy birthday, enjoy your day, XX, nothing. Finally, I tried to call the day after, and I never use my phone to call people. It's official, I'm a creepy stalker. I can't do anything else now, or he might get me arrested. Or send me to the loony bin, even. Did I just blew it by appearing too needy, or was it already dead before it even started? Was this relationship a ghost all along? Well, I definitely feel ghosted right now. And he keep haunting my social media. Is now the time to block his news from my Facebook feed? I told you, I always go for the wrong guy. Or maybe I'm the wrong girl for the kind of guy I pick. Actually, I have a theory about that. I don't know if you've seen Vicky Cristina Barcelona's The Woody Allen Film. I love that film. When I went to see it the first time in theater with my target at the time. Ha, huh, Spanish guy. Uh, anyway, when the film ended, I was pretty sure that every guy in the theater desired Christina. I mean, Scarlett Johansson, blonde, sensual, artistic-y, free? Need I say more? But to my surprise, the guy I was with was like, oh god, no! I'm sorry, what? She's too scary, too unstable! And suddenly I realized that it was kind of the reason why we were not together. Let me explain. Spanish guy had a girlfriend, of course. She was dependable and stable. I spent so much time to try to understand why you would prefer that to something way more exciting with me. He was like, if we get together, you would be bored after three days with me. You are too good for me, blah, blah, blah. And to this day, I don't buy the whole you're too good for me bullshit. I mean, if tomorrow somebody gave him a Rolex watch, he would not say, no thanks, it's too good for me. He would take the damn watch. Denise told me something about that. I don't know if it's true, but I'd like to think it is. She told me. Honey, the Rolex watch would be a bimbo, hot as hell, and dumb as fuck. You are an atomic atom. And guys are scared. They are super attracted to you, but at the same time, 
They see right away that you're super smart. And they know that if not handled properly, there is a risk of you going nuclear. I kind of like this idea of me being dangerous, but at the same time, I find it really frustrating that most guys would go for the boring and simple girl. Is the old charm of abrasiveness and depth lost on them? They like to play tough guys, but when it comes to women, they seem to lose all sense of adventure. Oh, come on! Thursday, 9am, I'm waking up. Still no news from Ben. So after this first guy told me he was scared from Scarlett's character, I started to ask every guy I knew what girl from Vicky Cristina Barcelona they liked the most. And a pattern appeared. The stable guys liked Scarlett's Christina because they were grounded enough to handle a little bit of crazy, whereas the guys more troubled would invariably pick the charm of the grounded brunette Vicky Rebecca Hall. Once this established, every time I had a new target, I would inevitably ask this question to kind of get the read on this new guy, to the point where I could not ignore the result anymore. I like the guy who wants the brunette and the guy who wants the blonde like me. See my problem? Funny anecdote though. Nick is the only guy so far who responded Penelope Cruz to my survey. When he was my target, I wasn't able to understand his response. Now that I know he's gay, makes sense. Friday, 2 p.m. at the office. Still nothing from Ben. In a way, Christina Scarlett summarized the romantic aspect of my personality. And I don't mean romantic in the corny way like someday my prince will come, but more like the 19th century intellectual movement, if you will. She rejects the classic rational approach, no Tinder and other blind dates for her. She chose to experiment on her own term, letting her imagination express itself according to its own language. To sum up, imagination over reality. In that sense, I wonder at what point romanticism becomes the illusion. Friday, 11 p.m., having a cocktail with Lizzie. I want to text him, but I don't. Would all this story with Ben have turned out differently if I was more a Vicky than a Christina? Denise just landed in New York. I'm so happy to see her. She will finally meet nice guy, my boyfriend. Unfortunately, he has to work late tonight, so he will meet with us later. In the meantime, Pierre, Denise's ex, is in town, so we've decided to meet with him and some of his friends. Well, Denise decided. I'm not sure it's a good thing for her to see him, but it's already set up, so no choice. When we arrive, Pierre is already there with four friends, Jonas, Dave, Ben, and Adrian. Jonas and Dave are really cool. They actually know nice guy. They are accountants too. I don't really like Adrian, he's too cocky. Always trying to get everybody's attention. I've only exchanged two words with Ben. He seems nice, but nothing to report about him, really. When we arrived home, Denise teases me. Oh my god, Ben likes you so much. It was so obvious. Maybe a bit awkward even sometimes. 
me. Are you crazy? He knows I have a boyfriend and I'm committed. Denise. Well, he has a girlfriend too, apparently, but that didn't seem to be a problem for him. Come on, you cannot say that you didn't see him always trying to be next to you. Me. Nope, wasn't even paying attention. Saturday, 11am, taking a shower. Still no news. Tonight we went to the comedy cellar and I talked a lot with Ben. I gave him my phone number. We are supposed to double date with Becky and Nice Guy. He's really cool, actually. But I won't say anything to Denise about it. I don't want her to get the wrong idea. When she's under the shower, I check my Facebook. Ben added me. Honestly, I can't explain why it makes me so happy. I check his profile. I like the comments his mom leaves on everything he posts. That's cute. He has a lot of picture. Whoa, I didn't think he would look that hot shirtless. Denise is coming out of the bathroom. I close the computer. We are going to meet nice guy for a late bite. Sunday, 4 p.m. Binge watching Stranger Things on Netflix. Still nothing. I'm on my way to meet Ben and Becky. Nice guy cannot join us because he's working. He just texted me. That's fine, I'm sure Becky and Ben won't mind. When I arrive, Ben is alone. Becky could not join either. Last minute schedule conflict. Ben starts the conversation right away. It's nice and easy. We have so much in common. He grew up in France too. He is so funny. We seem to have the same sense of humor even though sometimes he can be a bit darker than me. I like how truthful he is. He tells me about the friends he will meet later and how he thinks I would love his best friend girlfriend, Claire. He asks if I want to join them. I text nice guy to see if he wants to meet with us too. Nope, he'll work late. We are on our way. We talked about Pulp Fiction and at some point, I don't remember how, but I mentioned my love for Mia Wallace, especially her relationship with Vincent Vega, the whole sexual tension and deep connection, even though he's terrified because she has her husband. Ben looks at me intensely. Sunday, 2 a.m. In my bed. I can't sleep. I will never hear from him again. I'll die alone. And it's all my fault. I should have never sent this text before his birthday. At the end of the night, I'm a bit tipsy. He walks me to the cab. I'm so confused. He gets closer while talking to me. He touched my cheek. Me. What are you doing? Him. I don't know. What seems right? Me. Ben, I'm confused. I don't know anything anymore. When we met, everything was clear. But now, I don't know. Him getting closer to my face. Do we need to know everything? Me looking at my shoes. I don't know. He caressed my jawline, stopped at my chin, and lift my face. I look at him in the eyes. He kisses me. I feel dizzy. It's so good and so bad at the same time. After a couple of minutes, I stop him. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. I need to go and jump into the cab. <laughs>
On my way home, I text him. Sorry, I'm such a mess, dot, dot, dot. Thanks for the nice evening. And erase the whole conversation from my phone. He responds. No worries, anytime. Sweet dreams, Miss Wallace. Monday, 10 a.m. at the coffee shop. Maybe he has phone trouble and never got my text and my missed call. I'm with a colleague at a lunch party for a friend's fashion app. Suddenly, I see him in the crowd. Ben is here. I'm a bit awkward. I don't know what to do. He never texted me again after our kiss. I smile at him. He comes to me. Hi. Hi, how are you? Him. Good, except that my glass is empty. Wanna go to the bar with me? Me finishing the last drop of my drink. Sure. He chuckles and off we go. We catch up. He asks me about Denise. I ask him about Pierre. At some point, the party is clearly ending and we are clearly having a good time together. He asks if I want to go for a glass of wine around the corner. Sure. One thing leads to another and before I even realize it, we are kissing on his couch and my top is coming off. What the fuck am I doing? I don't want to think about it. It feels so good. At the end, I get up and I'm like, maybe I should go and start pick up my clothes. Him. Okay. He texted me twice since last Thursday. I responded to the first text politely and I didn't respond to the one from yesterday yet. Not sure what I want. He tried to call me too, but I pretend to be busy and didn't respond it. Tuesday, 7 p.m. in the subway. Maybe he was just busy with his birthday celebration and you will contact me this week. At what point optimism becomes delusion? Well, every clue seems to point in the same direction. It seems that this relationship was dead all along and I didn't even see it. I guess when your song with a guy is called your girlfriend, it should be a red flag. But I love a mysterious guy. It allows me to do the two antithetical thing I do best. Looking for the truth, the ultimate answers, while believing that there are no absolutes. And therefore, the truth is kind of depending on the point of view. See why sometimes it might seem a bit crazy? But would the quintessence of romanticism be the melancholia of something that may have never even happened somewhere else than in your imagination? Yeah, no, it still sounds crazy. I'm sorry, I feel like I should give you a handing to the Vicky version of the Ben story, but to be true to Vicky, she should go back happily to Nice Guy and never look back on Ben, but every option I've thought of made me sad. I guess I agree with Penelope Cruz's character, only unfulfilled love can be romantic. Maybe Ben thinks that too, and that's why he slept with me in the first place. He cannot be happy in a regular, simple, working relationship, so he tries to create complication. And in that sense, we might actually be made for each other. We are both looking for an impossible love story. But if it's the case, and it worked between us, then we would probably just broke up with each other. Yep. It was a ghost all along. <laughs>